In this episode, I'm joined by the one and only Bradley Sutton from Helium 10, where Bradley shares highly effective strategies and hacks to help you level up and explode your business. We dive into conversion and keyword strategies, as well as product research and how to launch products on Amazon in 2019 and beyond. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 137 of the Private Labeler Show. I am your wonderful host, Nick Landowski, and thank you so much for tuning in for yet another episode. I saved you a seat as always. I just want to let you guys know that I greatly appreciate all the love and the support the podcast has been getting. Thank you so much for the comments, the emails, and especially the iTunes reviews. So thank you so much for all those, for everybody that has left iTunes reviews. It truly means a lot. And we are marching towards 200 iTunes reviews for the podcast, actually. So if you guys could help me get to that 200 mark, it would be super awesome. So if you haven't yet left a review, just simply go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash iTunes and leave that awesome review. Again, I thank you so much for that. It would really mean a lot to me. And uh, guys, I got something awesome in store for you today. Truly awesome. So recently I had a great chat with Bradley Sutton from Helium 10. A lot of you guys might know who he is. Super knowledgeable in the Amazon world. Very, very great resource for us. Um, I had a talk with him about how sellers can improve their businesses and sales kind of from multiple different angles. And in our conversation that I'm going to play in just a moment with you guys, Bradley drops tons and I mean tons of actionable golden nuggets throughout our entire conversation that all you guys, no matter if you're just starting out or if you're an experienced seller, can all take and implement immediately into your business to help drive sales and conversions, okay? So you're going to want to make sure you stay tuned to the very end because you don't want to miss anything. There's just nuggets kind of littered throughout this entire conversation. So as always, guys, after our conversation, I will quickly recap the key takeaways. So please stay tuned for that. And as you guys know, for any links and resources mentioned in this episode, you're going to want to make sure you check out the show notes. Simply go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash 137. So also, if you guys are interested in trying out uh, any of Helium 10's tools, I would advise you not to pay full price. You can get a special listener discount at privatelabelershow.com forward slash Helium 10. You'll be taken to like a, a special landing page for the podcast there with the coupon codes kind of already on there. Or if you just want to go right to Helium 10 site on your own, here are the actual coupon codes, okay? So if you use coupon code PLSHOW50, you'll get 50% off your first month of Helium 10. Or here's another option for you guys. If you use code PLSHOW10, you'll get 10% off every month. So pick and choose whichever one works best for you. Go for it and check it out. Guys, I've been playing around with the Helium 10 tools a lot over the past few months, and holy crap, like it's it's wickedly powerful stuff. So if you haven't yet used it or tried it out, I highly recommend you do so. So enough about that. I'm really excited to get to this conversation. I think you guys are going to love it. So let's just get started. Here we go. 
Hey, everybody. I would like to welcome Mr. Bradley Sutton to the show. Welcome, Bradley. Thank you for having me. Thanks for uh, taking a few moments out of your busy day to join us. Bradley, for the maybe three people on the planet that don't know who you are at this point, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Bradley Sutton, and I am the Director of, of Training and Customer Success here at Helium 10. I've been working here for about a year and a half uh, almost, and before then I was a consultant for Amazon sellers and worked for different companies and launched over 400 products, uh, and I was using Helium 10 as, as my tool of choice, and that was kind of how I was, quote-unquote, discovered by Manny and Guy and the team, and, and they invited me up uh, for what I didn't realize was an interview and offered me a job that I wasn't looking for at the time. But anyways, fast forward uh, 15 months or so, and here I am. Awesome. So got hired on by the crew there at Helium 10 just because you were using the tools and you love them so much, and uh, now you're part of the group. That's awesome. Yep. So, okay. So what I like to do is I kind of just, you know, since you're obviously, you know, well, well in the game of selling an e-commerce and Amazon, uh, you're definitely a very valuable resource in the community. I, I kind of want to get your take. And this is what I tend to do with a lot of guests. Um, I kind of just want to get their kind of the current state of Amazon, if you will. So we just entered in September and we're kind of barreling towards Q4 and the end of the year already. It just seems to fly by so fast. But Bradley, like kind of just based on your experiences as a seller and being really interwoven in the community, uh, what's your assessment of the current state of Amazon, like as a selling platform, as we kind of, kind of wind things down already in 2019, like where are we at and kind of where are we going? Yeah, I'm not one to buy into all of the hype uh, and the scare tactics that people, people use out there. You know, there, there's a, there's a certain part of the community who says, Hey, it's too late to sell on Amazon. You know, you miss the, you miss the boat. You know, it's, it's too saturated. There's other people who say, oh, you know, Amazon's policies are so terrible that uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody selling on it. There's other people who say, oh, my goodness, there's so much black hattery that goes on that it's not worth it. Um, all of those have some truth to it, but by no means uh, uh, are they blanket statements that apply. I, I believe that Amazon still remains to be the, the most amazing way, even right here, 2019, as we go into 2020. Of, of just starting from nowhere and, and scaling a business that, that you can't really do uh, in, in any other platform, in my opinion. I, I think there's plenty of opportunity uh, out there. Um, sure, uh, is it more saturated? Is it more co uh, competitive than before? Absolutely. You know, like four or five years ago, uh, I was working for a uh, company who was doing cell phone cases on Amazon and, and they, without even knowing what they were doing, scaled to like, a thousand units a day per SKU that they were doing. Could you do that today? Of course not. But but there are plenty of uh, other um, categories, other kinds of products, emerging trends that people can take advantage of and, and really make some money on this platform. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, you know, actually, when I got started first on Amazon way back in the day, I think it was like 2014, 2015-ish, uh, people were still saying the same things. Oh, it's saturated or it's this or it's that. It's like those same things that we're hearing today were being said many years ago. So it kind of makes you wonder and think, and I definitely agree with you. There's still plenty of amazing opportunity out there. Hands down, probably that, you know, easily the best platform for e-commerce at this point. But um, Bradley, like in, in your dealings with a lot of sellers and talking to a lot of sellers and things like that, like what are you seeing the top sellers doing 
that maybe the other sellers aren't doing? Like what, what kind of separates the top sellers in this current marketplace compared to kind of everybody else that might be kind of struggling or spinning their wheels? I would say that it's more like the people who are selling well and have been established, you know, they did something a few years ago and now they're kind of established. But, but when I think of like top sellers, I'm thinking of like the, the new people, like the people who entered Amazon in the last year. And one of the trends I see is they're, they're not really focusing on, on, on trying to hit a home run with their first product. You know, they're not going for those <clears throat> products that, that they can sell a uh, hundred units a, a day, you know, right off the bat. They're going for the ones that maybe they sell 10 different products that sell 10 a day. And that really protects them. Number one, those usually are the, the categories that aren't so competitive. Uh, number two, uh, again, these are the things that we just mentioned uh, about the scare tactics that people are using. This strategy kind of negates these things. So number two, they're going for these you know, lower selling categories that really, uh, you know, the black hat sellers and the big sellers, uh, you know, a lot of them come from overseas or from China who, who have so many accounts and they attack other sellers. They're not going after these categories or these products that are only selling 10 a day. That, that they don't even care about those. You know, um, my, my buddy, Kevin King, who, who's a big time seller on Amazon, he's told me he's never had to worry about one hijacker, uh, one black hat attack or anything because he goes for these under the radar products instead of going for a home run. And that's why he's able to do seven figures without having to worry about harassment from others. So I think that is uh, something that, uh, the smarter sellers, you know, are, are doing. It's not to say that you, it's impossible to get into those home run categories. I'm sure it's possible, but I think the the barrier to entry is a lot higher than when you go for these other niches that are kind of flying under the, under the radar. Yeah, it's really uh, awesome that you say that. Actually, I believe I had Kevin King on the podcast some months back, and he was kind of saying the same thing of, you know, not having to necessarily deal with all the hijacker issues just because he chooses to kind of fly underneath the radar and uh, just kind of kind of do his business that way. And it seems to be working out well, not just for him, but for a lot of sellers. So that might be something that if uh, you guys are listening to this at home or wherever you are right now that you kind of think about, you know, everybody wants to come into this game and start this enormous brand and, you know, focusing on the shiny objects of like the coolest products and things like that. And that's cool if that's what you want to do, but there's still a, a enormous opportunities just with all the other markets out there that maybe aren't as, you know, um, as exciting or, or whatever. So it all kind of depends on what you're getting yourself into, but there's definitely huge opportunities out there to compete, you know, kind of regardless of some of these tactics of, you know, overseas sellers and things like that. But Bradley, you know, just kind of real quick here, we don't have to dive too much into it, but Amazon, in my opinion, still definitely the, the best show around the best platform out there. But um, what other platforms do you see or hear about some of uh, these other sellers kind of get involved with right now as they kind of diversify? Um, Shopify, you know, is, is something that, that jumps to my mind. That, that's, that's something that even without having an established Amazon business, you can take advantage of if you know the formula well. But then even if you do have an established Amazon business, you can take, uh, you can take your, your products and, and put them on Shopify. Then you don't have to worry about the Amazon commission. And, and then you can, you know, have a little bit more leeway with your profit margins. But the up and, I mean, everybody's gunning for Amazon. So, you know, Walmart uh, is constantly improving their shipping times and improving their seller. Uh, I, I don't know what they call it, but what their seller central platform is, you know, jet.com is something, you know, to look into. But, but in addition to those is just 
don't just sell on amazon.com sell on amazon.co.uk you know the, the five uh, european marketplaces are, are really great for amazon that the number two uh, next to amazon.com is uh, amazon germany uh, the number three actually i believe it, it overtook amazon uk this year is amazon japan a lot of people are overlooking so you go amazon usa germany japan number four uk and without even going off of amazon you've got uh, a lot of uh, potential reach for customers there. Excellent. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And obviously the Shopify component as well. Uh, so much opportunity to kind of bring your products there, bring your, your micro brand um, that you're building to that platform as well and kind of have some fun with it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not going to be the same type of sales and volume as Amazon at this point, but um, with a little bit of hard work, you could definitely uh, build up a significant Shopify presence. So what, what I wanted to do now is I wanted to get into a couple of different topics or categories. First thing I want to talk about is some conversion uh, tactics and keyword stuff. And then a little bit about launching products and rankings. I still think a lot of people do have questions about what's working with that right now. And then we'll dabble a little bit into everybody's favorite the product research phase. So we're going to kind of jump around a little bit here, but uh, definitely want to get your your expertise and kind of opinions on what's working now and, and what sellers need to be focused in on. So the first, uh, one of the first questions I have for you is like, you know, what are your, what are your top tips or what are some of your main tips that you have for sellers right now to help them increase conversions on Amazon? So let's just say they got their product up there. Maybe it's doing well or maybe not as well as they hoped it, you know, whatever that, that may be, but they've already launched and they're kind of looking to build some momentum and build some steam and they think they got a pretty good listing, but what, what can they do to make it better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's one of the biggest mistakes that, 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 that sellers make is they think too much like a seller and not like a buyer. You know, at the, at the end of the day, keywords research is very important. I mean, if you're not searchable for a product or, or if you're not even having the right search terms there, yeah, nobody's going to find your product. But once, uh, once they find you in a, in a search, you know, results, uh, the bottom line is it, they don't know your brand from anything. Like if you're a brand new uh, private label seller, you don't have a known brand. I mean, they have no idea who you are. They have no reason to buy your product, but you've got to make that emotional connection. And that's what I try and teach all, all the students uh, I help is that make an emotional connection with your images, with your bullet points, you know, the first couple ones that are visible on mobile and on, on desktop. And the number one way to do this is you've got to study your competitor reviews. Your, your competitors who have a product that is similar to, to, to yours. Uh, what I used to do back in the day when I was a consultant, because there wasn't a tool that, that could do this, was I would have a VA just sit there and, and spend like 10 hours reading all of the reviews of my top competitors and then giving me a report on what the top things that were, were mentioned in the reviews, the top phrases, because nine times out of 10, the top phrases are words that never would have come up in keyword research. Now, Helium 10 uh, has a tool in their Chrome extension called Review Downloader. It allows you to do this in, in one minute. Now, again, you don't need Helium 10 to do this. If you don't have Helium 10, hire a VA to do it for 10 hours. It's, this, it's that important to do. But what it does is uh, you click this button and it, it sorts all the two, three, and four word phrases in descending order that appear the most in your competitors' reviews. And, Every time I run this, I always find something I never would have found. The, the classic example I always use is of collagen peptides and how if on any collagen peptides you run review downloader, 
the number one or two phrase that appears is in my copy. And I, I always use this as an example because it was one of the first things I ever used when review download first came out and I thought it was a mistake. I was like, woohoo. I mean, that's one of my jobs here. I, I get to like tell the developers, Hey, I, I found a bug in the system. So I was like all proud of myself. Here's a bug. But then when I actually clicked on it and it shows me all the times that people mentioned in my copy, what it was, was everybody in the reviews was saying that they mix their collagen peptides in their morning coffee. And that just blew my mind because I, I didn't know what the heck collagen peptides, uh, uh, was and so if somebody had that product it just gives you an incredible emotional connection possibility because now instead of just stuffing your first bullet point or having random images uh, you would try and capitalize on that you know make your images show uh, a couple who are drinking their morning coffee and with a jar of collagen peptides there and talk about in the bullet points this in my coffee that a keyword phrase is not something that ever would have come up in keyword research because people do not type in my coffee and think that they're going to get collagen peptides. No, they're using search terms, you know, collagen peptides, hydrolyzed collagen, whatever, which are important again to have in your listing. But by adding this emotional connection, you're speaking to their fear or their goals or their wants. Now you're making that emotional connection. So they have gone from not caring about your brand and being kind of, uh, um, oblivious or, or ignorant to, to what you're trying to do to being like, whoa, this, this, pro this product is, is telling me that I, I wanted to put this in my coffee and that that's exactly what I was looking for. How did they know? Let me, let me look into this further. So that is one, that is one hack, I guess you could call it. That is so important is don't just focus on keyword search terms, focus on also focus on things that can give you an emotional connection to your buyer. I, I love that. Actually, you know, it's a great example. It was a collagen peptides. I was actually speaking with my mom. I think it was now that I think about like last week and she's telling me she bought collagen peptides. I'm just, I was kind of like, okay, that's so random. And, um, you know, she's a coffee it drinker. It helps her hair, skin and nails, supposedly. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't know, but that's what, that's what it does, I guess. Yeah, I, exactly. I remember she, you know, she told me about it. I didn't, I was just like, okay, why is she buying that? And she has a coffee drinker as well. So who knows, maybe there, <laughs> maybe there was some, uh, you know, some relation to that and how she bought or why she bought. But, you um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, what I've been saying on this podcast and to my audience for a very long time, I think the biggest source of gold in all of market research is those is Amazon reviews because customers just share and they just kind of gush with like what they like, what they don't like, how they're using it. And, um, you know, I think if, as a seller, if, if you're not diving into that information, then I think you're missing the boat. So you, you mentioned that you guys with Helium 10 had that extractor um, that will show you that information, which I think is extremely valuable. So if, again, if, uh, as Bradley said, guys, if you're not using that specific tool, you know, go through it manually if you want or hire a VA to find those key phrases. And again, just how those people are actually using the product. So that can showcase as well with like, you know, with your lifestyle images and things like that. So in your, in your mind, you may have an idea of how people are using the product, but those reviews of the competitors and your own reviews over time will show you and tell you exactly how people are, are using it. Therefore you can reflect that in, in your listing. So as yes. we kind of, as we kind of talked about, but do you, do you get any other, uh, that, that was a fantastic uh, piece of information and, and tip for us there, Bradley, anything else that jumps out as far as like people that are looking to maybe bump their conversion a little bit, something that would maybe help them uh, do that with their listings. Uh, just, just to make sure that overall, uh, your, your listing is optimized, you know, like don't just, uh, don't just think that you know your product the best, 
that's another mistake that sellers make. They, they think, hey, I know what's the best images. I know what's the best copy. Um, you know, ask your friends and family who don't know what your products are, compare yours, what you think your listing is going to be or look like, and then show them some top selling ones and ask them which one they would pick. And I guarantee more times than not, you'll be shocked that they're going to pick your competitors. And when you thought you had the best copy in the world and you're going to get insight because sometimes as sellers, you get tunnel vision and, and, and you, you, and you don't, you know, you don't, you don't do it right now. This has nothing to do with helium 10, but there's this website out there, uh, PickFu, I always talk about where you can do split testing even before you have your listing. So you, you can like send your, send your traffic uh, or, or send or use their traffic and send uh, a questionnaire like, hey, which image do you think is the best image? And like I said, uh, a lot of the times, the one that you thought and you were sure is the best one is not what the average Amazon buyer wants. So uh, guys, just don't rely on your own knowledge. Uh, take, a, take, a humble, take some humble pie and, and, and kind of, do some research into your niche and, and validate what you are trying to use for your copy and your listing. Yeah. I love the PicFu idea in there. And, and I forget off the top of my head. Um, I don't know if you'd know this, but do they have an audience that are like kind of formatted for the Amazon type of uh, customer? Yeah, is you, that- can, you can actually specify, say, Hey, only show this to Amazon prime members. Yeah. And you can even go more like, Hey, only show, like, let's say you have got a, um, makeup product or you know you don't care if some uh 55 year old billy bob uh is is reviewing or what he cares about it you could say hey show me um a female from the ages of uh, 18 to 33 uh, who is an amazon prime member i mean you could really niche it down um as far as uh, segmenting the audience that you're targeting with these with these um uh with these questionnaires Okay. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I think uh, guys, if, if you're listening to this and, and you're looking to kind of move the needle on conversions or just impressions, just getting people to click on your listing, things like that. Images are everything uh, as we're scrolling through, especially if you're shopping on mobile, which more and more people are, forget the exact percentages, but it just goes up every year. Uh, people are swiping and scrolling and things like that, just as, just as they are on all their other social apps. I mean, the Amazon app now to me is it's almost kind of taking a lot of those same behaviors in terms of just swiping and, and, and scrolling through things. And what gets us to stop is, is visuals. So that's how you get noticed and that's how you convert. So uh, pay close attention to that. As Bradley said, you think you know what's your best image or your images that you should be using, but you really don't know until you survey an audience and kind of get that data from them. So if that's through PicFu or if that's friends and family, or what have you, or just other split testing services that are available. That's something I would highly recommend that you do. It's definitely worth the time and the investment because that could make the difference in that product's success or failure. So absolutely, um, Bradley, what, what other kind of just uh, one last question here about keywords, but uh, you mentioned obviously diving into the reviews and things like that for uh, kind of those, those, like, those phrases that, that people say, like the customer lingo, if you will, that will help relate to the customer. But what about just kind of the hardcore standard like keyword phrases or just keywords in general? Like obviously we know that they're the lifeblood of our listing. It's how we get found in search. Um, you guys have some amazing tools with Helium 10. I've been playing around with them a lot recently and they're fantastic. But how can sellers use tools like Helium 10 or whatever to find the best keywords for their listing? Because again, you could have great images or a great product, but if nobody can find you in search, none of that matters. Exactly, exactly. That, that was what 
uh, one of the things that really got me hooked, you know, before I started working here to, to Helium 10 when I was a consultant, because obviously, you know, my, my launching 400 products, that was, you know, I, I wasn't the PPC guy. I was the person who was mainly doing the launch and the listing optimization and, and just the, the impact of Cerebro, which is the Helium 10 reverse ASIN tool was just mind boggling to me. Uh, Cerebro, basically you can enter in, you know, five, six of your competitors and then see all of the keywords that they are ranked in the top 304 so that you can, you know, you can filter it down and say, Hey, show me the keywords that, you know, let's say four out of these five competitors are all ranking on page one for, you know, so that you know that that's what they're converting for, you know, if it's a higher search volume keyword, the only way they can stay on page one is if they're actively converting, you know, for that keyword, uh, that's the bottom line. So it just gives you incredible insight where without any tool, I mean, you would have no idea what the heck, you know, you just be blindly searching, trying to figure out what are the main keywords. But this is an amazing way to really show you what niches as a whole are doing and, and what people are converting for and, and what their sponsored ad strategy is. So uh, if, if you're going into a, a category that has some existing players on there who are doing well uh, within five minutes, no, not five minutes, within one minute, I can tell you uh, with fair, you know, fairly good certainty, you know, what are the keywords that are bringing probably 70% of their sales on Amazon? You know, obviously I can't tell what kind of social media campaigns or, or offsite traffic they're running, but on Amazon um, using Cerebro, it just, even to this day, so when I, when I do demos, it just boggles my mind how powerful this tool is. And, uh, it's, it's to me the, the most important way to, to really find the keywords that are relevant to your buyers. And that's so important because uh, a lot of people, they get brainwashed by gurus or courses and they say, Hey, uh, relevance to Amazon is the most important thing. And, and you do have to be relevant to Amazon. Like you said, you know, you won't be searchable. If you're not indexed, if Amazon doesn't think you're relevant or this keyword is relevant, you can't even be searched for it. So, but that's not the only thing that matters. At the end of the day, it's not Amazon who's buying your product. It's a, it's a customer. So are you relevant to that customer, to your target customer? And the way to do that is by making sure that there's some history of, of interaction of this keyword and your, your typical customer avatar. And so using Cerebro, using Magnet uh, with Healing 10, those are both excellent ways to do that. Awesome. Actually, uh, for you guys listening out there, if you want to see some of that in action, what I'll probably do is I'll link up some videos I created of uh, Cerebro and Helium 10 kind of showing what Bradley was just, was just talking about there. Just for your guys' reference, you can see um, a little bit about keyword optimization and kind of how that can help you in your listing. So just check the show notes for that um, after you're done listening to this particular podcast. So um, I want to kind of dive into, you mentioned like launching products and things like that, ranking on Amazon. And um, I've been around this, this kind of world of a really long time in terms of launching products. And I've seen just so many different changes as far as what sellers are doing and you know, what, what's against Amazon's terms of service, things like that. And it's kind of like a constant evolution of uh, what sellers are doing to kind of get their products going and, and ranked on Amazon. But um, if you were launching a, a brand new product today, Bradley, let's say you don't have an, let's say you don't have a list, you don't have an email list or anything like that. You're just kind of fresh. Um, what would your general strategy be for, for launching that new product? Um, it, it depends. I mean, the, the, there's so many, there's no one right answer to this. Uh, I know people who use only 
PPC in order to launch. Uh, I know people who still use the, the discounted, um, discounted promotions, you know, also known as giveaways. Uh, that still works, you know, in this day and age. Um, there are people who use what's called the rebate, you know, method where, where they sell things at full price and just give them a rebate afterwards. Kind of like thinking back to when we were little and, and we would get cereal boxes and then cut out the UPC and, and turn it in for a rebate or a free Star Trek shirt or something. Yes, I'm, I'm a Trekkie. I used to do that. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, similar, similar concept, uh, um, or all of the above, you know, and, and, and the bottom line is there's no one way that is like the best way uh, of doing it but but the point is that uh, no matter what your budget is no matter what market is one of these ways uh, should be able to work for you in order to help you get that visibility because if you just uh, unless you launch a product that has so few competition that just by starting it you get on page one already you're going to have to put some money into getting that initial visibility for your product okay um you mentioned uh, rebates or things like that. Uh, are you familiar with like rebate key and or is that what you were referring to or as far yes, as uh, there, there's different ones are uh, rebate key. I, I've tested that before. Um, you know, and again, something to keep in mind, we, we, I mentioned discounted giveaways. I mentioned rebates. Those right now are, are not explicitly mentioned in the terms of service, you know, despite what people might you know try and tell you there's, there's nothing that, I mean, Amazon knows very well who these companies are and if they wanted to turn them off, they could do that in an instant. Uh, and it could happen one day incentivized reviews was okay. Uh, the next day it wasn't. So any of these things, uh, can change at any time right now. Those are, are not mentioned in the terms of service, but, but rebate key is one. There's another one. Uh, my, my good friend, uh, Isabella has a company called rank bell, uh, bell, like ring my bell. And, um, there's, there's just different companies. Some people do it themselves. Uh, they, they set up their own uh, many chat flow where they set up a, a Facebook ad campaign where, where they can, they can handle that process. So again, none of those, uh, uh, each of those has, has advantages and, and some might see disadvantages. Uh, each has different price points. It's all based on, on what you, the, the seller, uh, it, what, what can fit in your budget and what fits what you're trying to accomplish. And, uh, helium 10, obviously, if you guys aren't familiar, um, you guys have the, uh, what is it? The CPR giveaway. So it'll kind of give an indicator of, Hey, here's how many units you need to either give away and or sell or connect on sales from like a specific keyword. So that way it'll kind of help you become a little bit more focused in on, on launches and things like that when you're, when you're trying to kind of get things going. So, um, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, kind of along with launches, people have become pretty sophisticated with, uh, with URLs and things like that. And I know Helium 10 has their, you guys have your, your gems page or, or what have you, but um, are there any particular URLs sellers should be kind of focused in on when uh, they're doing launches and driving traffic? Is there anything that's working, not working? Yeah, well, I mean, the absolute best thing, um, and it's always been this way, but you only have really heard about it recently, is organic search. I mean, if somebody just searches for something, they type in a word in their browser and then they they go through the pages until they find your product. I mean, at the end of the day, from day one, that is always going to have the biggest, what I call rank juice, but maybe your product isn't searchable yet. Like maybe it's outside the top seven pages that are visible or, 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 or you just don't have the capacity to, to train uh, somebody to, to find your product on page six, you know? Uh, well, you could use, you know, what's called two-step URLs. You mentioned the gems page that is a hundred percent free for anybody who wants to use it. You just go to, 
helium10.com forward slash gems. And, and you've got a number of different two-step URLs and other URLs that can help. Uh, the ones that I have found this year to, to have the most, again, rank juice is uh, the brand two-step URL and the what I call the field ASIN two-step URL. And basically what these are, they're just URLs that allow people to you know, just click on it so that they can search for a, an item. And then if they buy it from that search, you know, it's not the same as if they search for it organically, but you're still gonna get rank juice if they use this URL uh, in order to search for, for your product as opposed to just trying to go directly to the listing itself uh, where you don't get any keyword help. Gotcha. All about the rank juice guys. So yeah, check out the gems page. Uh, just maybe experiment around with a few different, those a uh, few different URLs that were kind of mentioned there, see what works best for you and uh, what, what's getting your results. Um, do you have any other, do you have any tips, Bradley? You said you were part of about 400 product launches, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, tips to maybe help the audience out there to ensure that they have a successful product launch? with hopefully lasting results, obviously nothing is guaranteed. We know that, but, uh, you know, products gotta be good. There's gotta be a lot of things going your way, but like maybe what are some other insights that you could offer to, uh, based on your experience to the, to the listeners out there? I, I would say don't, um, make sure that you validate the keyword. Yes. It might come up in healing 10, but we had never, ever taught that. Hey, just because it comes up here on certain filters, that means there's a guaranteed great keyword that you can launch on. For example, you might be in a good niche, but then the, the keyword that searched the most, maybe the items that are on page one there all have like a thousand reviews. Well, guess what? You should not put one cent probably into that keyword if you're just the same as your, as your competitors because if you have a new product, you probably only got like one, two, three, five, ten max reviews. There is no way you're gonna, anybody's going to click on your listing uh, if everybody has a thousand reviews and you've got ten. There's zero chance, or I, I should make, change that. 1% chance that, you know, somebody who doesn't look at reviews, which I don't know anybody in this day and age who doesn't look at reviews, but might click on your listing and, and, and might purchase. But at the end of the day, you're going to put in money through any of those aforementioned tactics to get to page one. Guess what? You'll slap, you'll be on page one for all of 24 hours, I bet. And you're going to fall right off because as soon as you get on a page that has thousands of reviews and you've only got a, a few, nobody's clicking, nobody's buying on your product. Amazon is going to kick you right off. Uh, that page one because now they're losing money. So just uh, make sure that your your keywords you can actually compete on. And again, that's why you got to take that humble pie and, and don't think you might think it might be a fact that you have the best product on page one, but who nobody else knows that. All they're looking at when they look at the search results, they look at nice images uh, and they look at those reviews, they look at the price. And even sometimes the price is not enough to get people to click on something because just psychologically, uh, somebody sees a thousand reviews and they see five reviews. They're like, well, obviously this thousand review one is, is tried and, and tested and proven. I'm going to go with that. So don't sink money into keywords at, at your launch that you are not going to have a fighting chance at getting conversions with. Okay. I love that. That's great advice. So I, I think, you know, if you got the, the pocket or the wallet, you can get just about any product to page one if you want to, but the whole point is how much is it going to cost you to do that? And then is it going to be there in a week or two after that? And uh, that's the most important point there. So just be a little bit more strategic with the keywords you're targeting, focus on some more relevant long tail type of keywords that are a little bit easier to compete on and, and things like that. And kind of just slowly build your way up as you build that uh, the social proof of those reviews, as you mentioned, yes, it is important. 
you know, it, it, reviews are important in terms of how many you have when you are competing against, you know, a, a, a large amount of sellers that might at this stage with as mature as Amazon can be, could be thousands and thousands of reviews. So yeah. it's, it's, it is important. Yes. Your product has to be good at all this and that, but uh, just go kind of a slower and easier climb if, if that's what you need to do. Um, I want to transition now to product research, everybody's favorite category. So you guys obviously have some great tools for that with black box and, and, um, and whatnot. But I know that a lot of sellers, even if you're an experienced seller, like you, you still might spin your wheels on this subject um, just because you know that if you don't get it right, or if you kind of miscalculate or don't do the, the correct product research, you know, you can have the prettiest images in the world. You could have the a, a nice product, but if it's just maybe a product's not in demand or whatever, none of that matters. So product research, obviously extremely important, everybody. Um, do you have any, Bradley, do you have any strategies or tips to help sellers kind of get started to find the right opportunities to find the right products right now? Yeah, the, the, there's a, a couple ways that, that you could do that. Uh, one of the, both, both of which you can do with Helium 10 black box. Um, the traditional way that, you know, Helium 10 did not invent, it's been around for a while, is looking for, for an actual product that has certain characteristics that might indicate to you that it has, uh, that, that there's not that much competition or, or poor competition. That's just, you know, like say, hey, show me a product that's estimated sales is at least $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month, whatever, but only has 50 reviews or only has three stars out of five or only has three images or something. All of these are, are indications that something's going on in that category because those characteristics, you should not be selling five to $10,000. Like number one, if it only has 50 reviews, well, obviously it must not be in a category where everybody's got those thousand reviews because if you got 50, everybody's got a thousand, you, you wouldn't be making $10,000 a month, theoretically speaking. Uh, if you only had three stars out of five, well, something must be going on there because who buys, I don't buy three star products. So the fact that it's selling $5,000 a month, um, and it only has three stars again, maybe it's the only thing that's out there. And so nobody has a choice, or maybe it just uh, meets some certain need that, that the other products who have five stars can't meet. So people again, have no choice. Uh, if it only has like two or one image, it's a terrible, I mean, usually if it's two or one image, that means the Amazon seller has no idea how to even make an, uh, a listing and the rest of the listing is garbage as well. So again, why is that making $5,000? So, so that's a traditional way, still valid today. Uh, the second way is looking for keywords, uh, like with Helium 10 black box under the keywords tab, you can say, Hey, show me a keyword that is being searched for, let's just say 10,000 times a month. But only uh, if you look at the top uh, page one results, most of them only have, 50 reviews, you know, for example, uh, I just did a demo an hour and a half ago live with somebody and, and we, I just said, Hey, give me some categories to search in. And I put in that criteria and the very first keyword that came up, let me think what it was. Oh yeah. Treasure chest or something like that. I was like, I never would have thought about that, but there's like 15,000 people searching it. And usually when you have that kind of high search volume, it's an established keyword and everybody's got hundreds of reviews people were like on top 10 with only seven, eight reviews. And this keyword is searched for a, a lot. And people are making like $20,000 a month. Now, as I said, on, on that live demo I did, uh, I'm not telling everybody to go out and, and source treasure chest. Um, it obviously takes a lot of research and, and validation to make sure that that's a, a good market. But I found that in maybe 30 seconds and I clicked three things and I was able to find some, some keyword that I guarantee 
on my own, I never would have found just browsing Amazon. So uh, guys, I don't care if you use Helium 10 or not, don't think that you're gonna find opportunity on Amazon without using a tool. So even if you use another tool, you have got to be able to uh, use something to, to, browse, to kind of collate the hundreds of millions of products, the hundreds of millions of keywords that are on Amazon um, in order to, to find that opportunity. Yeah, I love that. Um, use the tools to help you discover those opportunities. Obviously, as you said, you got to do the research beyond that to validate everything and, you know, kind of do your due diligence. Um, there's there some great tips there, Bradley, but uh, what, what are some mistakes maybe that you see from time to time sellers kind of making maybe over and over again that, that you know, that seller that comes in and they, they see the, the, the videos on YouTube about how ex-guru is making, you know, gazillions of dollars on Amazon. So they want to give this Amazon thing a shot. And sometimes they have a hard time They They spin their wheels or whatever. And like we could all, all relate to that at some point, we all started, you know, in this game, um, not knowing a whole lot, but what, what sellers, what, what mistakes do you see these sellers making that you could maybe easily correct to help them have success? Uh, I, I think, you know, so, some of it we have uh, talked about before already the, um, uh, the, the buyer, emotions you know to try and make that connection that thinking like a buyer instead of thinking like a seller uh etc but but another thing maybe that that we haven't mentioned that that's also important is is you know just don't rely on tools you know i work for helium 10 obviously you know that, that's a statement i'm not trying to get some gain out of it but don't think that that any tool including helium 10 is going to replace uh, a human all right uh, so many people nowadays are lazy and they just want to be able to push a button and know the keywords or, or push a button and my listing is optimized or, or this or that. You, you can't do that. A, a computer is not going to tell you if your image is going to really connect with a buyer. I mean, you know, maybe in 20 years we'll have that kind of technology, but it just doesn't exist right now. So stop trying to automate everything. Automation is important to a certain extent, but not to the extent where it takes the human factor out of it. So make sure that uh, whether it's yourself or whether it's an employee that you have a human being making the important decisions, you know, with, with your keyword research, with your listing optimization, with your promotions, um, because uh, a human is going to do much better than a computer can at, at the end of the day. So um, I just think that there's, there's, there's a lot of different factors that, that, that sellers sometimes make a mistake. And, and the other thing is people who come from an entrepreneurial background, you know, You've got people like Gary Vee and others who rightfully so 100% accurate. They say, hey, if you're going to start a YouTube channel or if you're going to start your own company, do something you're passionate about and you're going to be better at it. That is 1,000% accurate in the blogging world, in the blogging world, in the YouTube world, in the entrepreneurial world. But guess what? That is 100% incorrect for Amazon because it doesn't matter what you're passionate about on Amazon. That isn't, it's not going to guarantee you success. You know, uh, I could be passionate about, uh, you know, spiral notebooks or something like maybe I'm the world's <laughs> expert on that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be successful on Amazon. I, 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 I don't know, but I'm guessing that spiral notebooks is one of those, uh, you know, saturated markets to, to my knowledge means diddly squat. If everybody's got a thousand reviews and everybody's selling a thousand units a day. All right. Um, so a lot of times you are going to have to go with a product maybe that you didn't even know existed uh, before you found it on helium 10 or something. And, and that's where the opportunity is at. So go with the opportunity and, and kind of go against the grain of the normal entrepreneurial mindset where you have to do something that you're 
you're passionate about. I mean, if you can find a product you're passionate about that there is opportunity on Amazon, well, that's the holy grail right there. You, you've got it made, but that's like, that's a unicorn. That's like one out of a hundred uh, people can, can really do that. Yeah, guys, I, you just got some great information there. Hopefully uh, you guys took that to heart. That, that's fantastic information. Um, one of the things that I want to piggyback on is I actually made a post, I think in my Facebook group, maybe a week or two ago, regards to what you're saying about you know, people becoming over, overly reliant on tools just to tell them what to do and things like that. And that is probably not the best avenue, I think, in, the, in this game. Uh, you still need to use the tools. I definitely recommend that you guys use them. However, you need to kind of put your thinking cap on and do a little, you know, little thinking on your own in terms of like, is this a good product or when you're doing your research and things like that. So the tools will get you so far, but don't become overly reliant on them. And I know that in our culture today, we're so reliant on every app to think and do everything for us or whatever, but this is, this is entrepreneurship and, and you're potentially going to have a lot of money at stake when you're investing the capital to buy inventory and to do all this stuff. So um, as great as the tools that we have available are currently, you, you still need to use your head and think and do the research and, you know, not be lazy, if you will. So you can't just push a button and have, you know, uh, you know all this money to spit out and things like that. It doesn't really work like that. So Bradley, um, mentioned a few topics or, or a few things, uh, categories here. You know, obviously I, I know that you're probably not going to go sell spiral notebooks in that, in that world or anything like that. I, I know that's your passion, but um, are there any categories that maybe you want to tell sellers to kind of stay away from currently? So we know like sell accessories, that's like the common one. People kind of get told to maybe stay away from like, uh, like supplements, like those are kind of the old school ones, but is there anything that you're seeing out there that sellers may want to maybe stay away from or on the flip side, like other potential categories or niche markets that you're kind of seeing emerging on the horizons for maybe sellers to kind of have some, you know, some curiosity in. I, I think those things change year to year, you know, but the rule of thumb is this, instead of just looking at, Hey, let me avoid cell phone cases or let me avoid uh, collagen peptides or let me avoid neck pillows or something like that. It's more of looking for the, the those characteristics, uh, regardless of what category it is. All you got to do is run x-ray, you know, the helium tank chrome extension or whatever tool you're using. And just take a look uh, at, at these, you know, you, you want to look, you, you don't want to just focus on search volume. Like I said, um, you know, I'll just go back to collagen peptides. The last I checked, collagen peptides is searched for 70,000 times a month. So the traditional old school way is like, holy cow, look at all that demand for that product. That's a, you've got to do that. But then you actually run x-ray to see the people who are selling. You've got people selling a thousand to 3000 units a day of those products the amount of sales velocity in order to get there is insane, like basically impossible, you know, unless you're doing some kind of black hat tactics, which I would never suggest. You look at the number of reviews, you've got people with 10,000 reviews, 5,000 reviews, 6,000 reviews, you're not going to get traction. So regardless, don't guys, don't think too much about like, Hey, X category is bad. Y category is good. Treat every category equally and just look at the numbers. The numbers, uh, you know, don't lie. Um, all right. The numbers don't lie. Um, Go for the, the, the categories that you could be successful in. What was an opportunity six months ago? Guess what? Today, it might not be an opportunity because everybody jumped on the bandwagon is now selling it. And, and then also, you know, look at websites like uh, Pinterest or, or Etsy. Uh, there are times where those websites are months ahead of Amazon as far as what the trends are. And so you might be able to get ahead of some trends 
uh, there. And, and then the last thing uh, uh, that's a good indicator, regardless of those other things, maybe you, you did find something that seems to pass the smell test, but then you go to, I, I don't source from Alibaba, but what I like doing is I like searching for these, these products on Alibaba because if I only see one or two factories that have this product, I love that. But if Alibaba results for, for whatever product I'm doing has like seven pages of 20 listings each that are all different factories, all with the same images and all selling the same things, even if it's not saturated on Amazon right now, what, guess what? It's about to be in about two months. So, so run for the hills if you ever see something like that. That's a really great tip there. Yeah. You know, especially with Alibaba, it's like the, the world of copying, right? So you have like a really good product out there and they'll see that. And then all of a sudden all these other factories or suppliers are just going to spread that like wildfire and that kind of spreads to the sellers and everybody competing with you on top of that. So it's a really good tip there. What, if you're not using Alibaba, what are you using a different site are you using global sources? Or are you just going straight to the, to the supplier? Or? I, I like using uh, sourcing agents people uh, boots on the ground. If you have an employee over there, that's best. Uh, my old companies I used to work for always had uh, at least one full-time employee in China, you know, going out and sourcing. Um, but uh, boots on the ground is, is the best, but yeah, I mean, it, it, if you don't have boots on the ground, you can't go to the Canton fair or Yiwu or global sources fair. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with uh, sourcing on, on, on Alibaba. You know, you're going to find factories that otherwise you wouldn't have found, but, but ideally boots on the ground is the best. Okay. Excellent. Great, great information there. Um, Bradley kind of, kind of rounding third here. This has been awesome. Just lots of, uh, lots of nuggets and great information. hope you guys at home, wherever it is that you're listening are really appreciating all this fantastic information. But, uh, we talked a little bit about helium 10, obviously, uh, what, what's new with you, with you guys over there, um, at helium 10, what are you guys working on right now uh, that, that you're excited about? Uh, the next tool that we have coming out, uh, you know, by the time if somebody's listening to this a couple months later, it's probably out already, is, is our PPC tool. Uh, we've been really excited about that. Uh, after we launched the follow-up tool, which is the email automation, that was like the number one tool that everybody was asking us to develop. So we've been working on that for, you know, since the end of last year, I believe. Uh, so we're coming out with that. It's, it's going to allow you to automate uh, a lot of the process. And a lot, but still allows you as a human being to just have a, a big role in, in some of that, but just takes away a lot of the grunt work that maybe you would have had to do. Um, so that's our next tool. And, and then we're always looking to expand, you know, uh, who knows, we might not just be Amazon, you know, maybe we're going to come up with some Shopify tools. Maybe we'll come up with some Walmart uh, tools. You never know. Basically the bottom line is whatever uh, our customers are asking for, that's kind of like what we work on. So after this PPC tool, I mean, that's, I mean, we have, we're already the most extensive tool out there for Amazon sellers. Uh, this PPC tool just solidifies that. So who knows what's, what's the next thing that our, our, our customers are going to ask for. But my prediction is there's going to be a move to, to off of Amazon. So we'll see. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. PPC. I mean, uh, I've been in this, this game a handful of years now and I've definitely seen, I've seen it many years ago where a lot of sellers never even ran pay-per-click and the pay-per-click platform on Amazon was only even like a broad search at the time. And then it's kind of just slowly morphed into this juggernaut. And, uh, obviously if you're not really running PPC, I mean, you're in trouble in terms of competition. So it's like, you have to do it and it's very time consuming. So any tools that we have to kind of help us make decisions or even automate things that that's awesome. It's just going to save us a lot of time and frustration. So I'm really loving that. In fact, you know, I, I Amazon's so big on PPC. I don't know if you've ever gotten this yet, Bradley, but, or anybody listening, um, I, I get emails from, uh, Amazon saying, Hey, we want to like, 
help you with your PPC and we'll even start creating some campaigns for you if you want to start running them or whatever. And they're kind of trying to push you into some, I think it's like some of the, some of the brand targeting or whatever. And uh, so I told the guy in response, he's just emailing me. I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And uh, they're actually creating some specific pay-per-click campaigns for me at this point. So I don't know how many sellers listening to this have had that already, but I'm like, man, Amazon is going all in trying to, trying to get us to spend that pay-per-click money. So I, I thought that was pretty fascinating and it is definitely one of the biggest needs I think in the community. So I'm really excited to see what you guys got in store for that with your pay-per-click tool. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be huge. So, so Bradley, this is again, fantastic information. We greatly appreciate everything. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of sellers out there that may have more questions or want to maybe connect with you about something that you said that resonated with them. But where can, where can the uh, listeners connect with you online? What's best? Uh, the best way to reach me is just through our Facebook group, uh, Helium 10 users. It's, it's just a free group. We've got uh, over 15,000 uh, users there or our other one, which is the FBA high rollers. We have over 70,000 Amazon sellers there, but I'm very active on the, either, either of those. So if you have a question about anything, just, just hop on our board right there and tag me. And, and usually uh, I get back to it. You know, I try and get back to uh, every comment on there as, as soon as possible. So that's the best way. And then uh, I know a lot of you guys maybe you know, probably already know about helium 10, but if anybody that's helium 10 is, is something new to you, uh, give us a try. Uh, you can go to helium 10.com and, and um, I don't like you guys paying full price. So we got a couple coupon codes just for the listeners of this podcast. You could use a PL or PL show 50 for 50% off your first month or PL show 10 for 10% off lifetime. And then just give it a try for a month because it, it, it's a risk-free, um, you know, we don't want, uh, we don't want to take your money if, if helium 10 is not good for you. So if after 20, 25 days, you, you've been trying out helium 10 and you're like, ah, this is not for me, I'm just going to sell on, on Etsy. Well, obviously you don't need healing 10. Just give us an email and we'll, we'll give you your money back. But uh, for me, as uh, again, coming from my background, you know, I'm not a salesman. I'm not a healing 10 salesman. I, I was in the trenches like you guys launching products every single day for a while uh, using healing 10. So I know for a fact that it really can help you as an Amazon seller. So really want as many people out there to, to give it a shot as possible. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, like I said, I've been playing around with helium 10 and man, it's, it's wicked powerful. So I would highly recommend that you guys take a, take a look at it. I know there's a lot of tools out there in the marketplace today to help you with this, that, and whatever, but uh, at least give it a shot, see how you like it. But uh, Bradley, thank you so much. Any last words of, of wisdom for, for the listeners out there uh, that we're, we're headed into Q4 here very shortly. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. Any uh, last words of motivation or last words of wisdom for the, for the listeners out there? Just whether, whether you're just starting, whether you've been established, guys, unexpected things are going to happen. You're going to fail sometimes, but, but don't give up. You know, don't get frustrated. Amazon sometimes can be the most amazing thing in the world. It sometimes can be the most frustrating thing that you've ever dealt with in the history of time. But regardless of if those uh, valleys uh, come, don't give up. Wait for those peaks because I guarantee those will come as, as long as you, you're, you're doing the right thing and, and you're, you're using the, the best strategy. Uh, available to you. Um, it, there's nothing that guarantees success. I, I mean, there's nine figure sellers that I know who will, will spend $50,000 on a product and it will be belly up uh, before it even gets any traction. It gets lost all that money. It happens to the best of the people. You can only kind of like do whatever you can to give you the best chance uh, at, at success, but nothing is a guarantee. So guys, 
prepare to fail and just learn from your mistakes instead of giving up. Love it. Great advice. Uh, that's awesome. So keep pushing forward. And thank you again so much for taking a few moments out of your busy day, Bradley. We greatly appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Holy cow, that was awesome. Tons and tons of nuggets scattered throughout that entire conversation. Thank you again, Bradley. We appreciate it. Now, there are so many takeaways that I had from that conversation that I could probably list at least 10 really good ones. I'm sure you guys could as well, but I'll narrow it down to just the three. Now, if you you feel that you missed something, go back and listen to that conversation again and just make sure you absorbed all those different nuggets and key takeaways to kind of uh, make sure you implement that stuff in your business. But here are my three key takeaways that I think would absolutely help just about any seller. So first and foremost, we talked about the site pickfoo.com. So Bradley says, hey, you know, you're probably not using the best main image or images for your product listing because we as marketers and as sellers, we're kind of guessing when it comes to this stage. Like we think we know what is going to be the best image or main image for our listing when truth of the matter is uh, we need to kind of split test or survey a group of people that could be friends and family or what have you, but you need to get other people's opinions, okay? So if you use a site like PicFu, you can put different main image opportunities up there, uh, main images that you're thinking about, and have people vote on what one they would click on, okay? Which one they would prefer for whatever reason, okay? So I highly recommend that you guys check out that site, pickfoo.com, or there are other split testing services out there. And again, you can always tap on your friends and family members, however you want to do it. But my advice is to definitely do that because if you are you have a great product, but your main image is just kind of so-so, then you may not be capitalizing on all of the clicks and conversions and sales that you could be getting simply by switching to a different or a better main image okay so think long and hard about that and that is something very actionable that you guys can all do today okay so the second key takeaway that i wanted to share with you guys and this is really really important and something that you could all do today make sure you're diving into your competitors reviews as well as your own reviews so we talk a lot on this podcast in the past about diving into those reviews in the product research phase to kind of figure out how to improve the product but you need to take that one step further there's so much gold in those reviews, as I've always said. And when you read those reviews, those customer reviews of yours or competitors, you can get a true understanding of how exactly that customer talks, the lingo that they use, the words that they use, the different keyword phrases that they're using. And that will help you kind of craft and mold and optimize your copy in your listing, as well as your images, okay? So if you determine that a uh, customer is using a product in a particular manner, in a particular setting, often based on those reviews and what people are saying, then you should probably have a lifestyle image of that customer using it in that manner, okay? So that is like wickedly powerful stuff that you could do. And if you wanna kind of go through all those reviews manually, go ahead, knock yourself out. That's what I used to do way back in the day many years ago, but, there are tools to help you with that. So check out the Helium 10 tools to extract that review data. And again, use that to optimize, re-optimize, craft your listing accordingly based on how 
actual people are talking about that product, how they're using it, how they're experiencing it, enjoying it, or what have you, okay? So if you're not going to that length, then you don't have a properly optimized listing that could be losing sales, okay? So the third and final takeaway kind of has to do, uh, it's kind of generalized, but it has to do with like product research and, and things like that. Um, you know, Bradley was saying, hey, there are product opportunities everywhere still, okay? You just kind of have to know where to look. And uh, I definitely agree with what Bradley said there. He said that, you know, a lot of sellers become overly reliant on tools. As great as the tools are that we have at our disposal at the moment, um, you know, you can't fully rely on these tools to tell you everything, to do everything for you. So, you know, you can use uh, product research tools to help kind of discover and find opportunities based on your filters and things like that. But there comes to a point where you still have to think and you still have to use your head and try to decipher and distinguish um, kind of gaps in the market and things like that. So I thought that was really important. And again, just another point that I want to highlight that when I started selling on Amazon five years ago, people were saying even back then that Amazon is too saturated, it's too difficult, things like that. So if you're hearing that a lot, especially if you're a newer seller, disregard all of that. There are opportunities everywhere still. And there will always be opportunities as new trends and markets emerge. And the key is just to get ahead of them. And again, don't become so fully reliant on tools that you can't think for yourself. So you need to, you need to actually use your head uh, to be successful in this type of a business, in my opinion. Okay, So just wanted to highlight that point um, that Bradley and I talked about there. So I'm about to wrap this uh, podcast up here. Just some final things to mention. Again, if you guys want to try out some of the Helium 10 tools. They are wickedly powerful, can definitely help you improve and run your business. Uh, again, I would advise you not to pay full price. Check out my special listener discounts. You can get those a number of ways, as I mentioned. So go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash Helium 10. Or if you just want to go straight to the Helium 10 website, you can use codes PLSHOW10 or PLSHOW50 and just basically pick and choose which one works best for you. So uh, guys, what was your favorite tip that Bradley shared today? Let us know in the Facebook group. If you are not yet a member, please make sure you get joined up for that by going to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB, or just go straight to Facebook in that fancy search bar they got there and just type in the words Amazon FBA, filter that by the groups and Amazon FBA is the name of the group and you should probably find that near the top and just uh, request to get joined up and we'll get you in there and share with uh, with the group what you learned from the episode or what you want to know more about. So that about does it, guys. I thank you for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one. Later. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.